Welcome to the Persistence You podcast with Lisbeth, and that's you as in university. But we're much more of a community here. I'm your host, Lisbeth Meredith, author, speaker, and online teacher. Each week, I'll be delivering stories from amazing survivors and strivers, all threaded together with a dose of persistence. So glad you're listening. Greetings, persisters and brothers, and welcome to another episode of Persistence You with Lisbeth. And today I am honored to have Erin McCullough with me today from Portland, Oregon. Erin works very hard as a coach to help people really find their joy and to tap into some pretty amazing things that she's going to talk to you about. But I always like to get started with Erin's personal story, of course, as to how it is that she became the person that she is now and creates space for other people to join her on the journey to joy. Thank you, Erin. Oh, gosh. Thanks so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here. It is my pleasure. So my story really kind of has three like uh, defining moments. Uh, one was um, a anxiety disorder that I created through talk therapy, <laughs> which sounds like the opposite of what should have happened. Um, and the anxiety disorder got so bad that it held me up nearly a year in my home. I was so terrified to leave my home because I had created uh, fear around being out in the world. And so that happened because I was in, it actually was a couples therapy session and I had a panic attack and I'd never had one before and I didn't know what it was. And the counselor let me know what it was. And I said, okay. She said, well, there's something coming up for you. Would you like to do some individual counseling? And I said, sure. And through that process of retelling my traumatic story over and over again, um, I created an anxiety disorder so that I wouldn't have to feel the emotions of the things that happened when I was a kid. And, uh, you know, people like to know. Yeah. And so um, from that first panic attack became more and more panic attacks um, where they were coming all the time every day. And uh, so then I just narrowed and narrowed my life because, you know, I was I used to run a lot and I had one while I was running. So then I stopped running and and then I had some while I was at work. And so then I stopped working. And so, and I only say that because it's not an overnight thing that happens. It's a gradual, right? Just like life sort of unfolds gradually. And so that was, um, and then nine months into that, um, my counselor referred me to a homeopathic psychiatrist in which I was able to get a remedy that, uh, you know, naturalized the, or neutralized the chemical piece, but not the mental, emotional spiritual piece. And so I still had more work to do there, but I was no longer experiencing the panic attacks. And so I thought, well, I have a new lease on life. I'll move to a small town and I'll just not get triggered anymore. Right. <laughs> and, uh, unfortunately, um, I was still there. So all the parts that hadn't <laughs> resolved the actual issue behind the scenes uh, you know, went ahead and created that all over again. <laughs> so it's so um, interesting that you bring that up, Aaron, because I still have times where I think, well, if I only move to a smaller place, or if only this person could have a change of scenery, then perhaps the whole world would be different. But we bring our baggage. <laughs> it's a carry on, right? Yes. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's like a kind of like a leech. It's like stuck on you. You can't get rid of it. <laughs> right. <laughs> Until you until you really heal and grow from it. So sure. 
I moved to a small town, decided to start a business because that's not stressful. And, um, right. <laughs> and, uh, in 24 hours, I had my first client within about a year and a half. I had, you know, 20 employees and multi six figure contracts. And, um, so all the things I'd never been a business owner before. So obviously lots of stress, lots of learning. And, um, and I was rolling along with it relatively well for about 10 years. Um, and then, uh, I had this crazy experience where, um, I woke up in the morning, a client called, she was super upset. And I said, I'll be right over to fix the problem. And I raced over to my friend's house to drop my daughter off, uh, while I went to deal with the client and I backed into her driveway and I sideswiped my car and her husband's truck. Mm-hmm. And, uh, it was, you know, I would just get so frantic every time somebody would call and complain. I felt like I needed to defend my integrity, you know? Right. Um, and so I apologized to my friends like, Oh my gosh, I'm so sorry. I got to go. So I left and I came back after I had dealt with the issue. And my friend said, you know, I just got to let you know when you hit my husband's truck, my um, husband was under it working on it and uh, he thought it was going to land on him. And I just like, it just pierced me to my heart. And I just went, Oh my gosh, like this is no life. You know, I have these, you know, have all the things that everybody says they want a successful business and, you know, the financial success and the, you know, the time freedom. And here I am running around like a crazy person right? and nearly harming somebody. And, um, I thought, man, there's just got to be a better way. And so I, you know, delved into self-development and started, you know, going to seminars and reading books. And um, I started to realize there was a different way. Like I saw other people living a different way. I was starting to make some small changes and they were starting to have an impact. Um, But about five years later, um, I found myself in a divorce and Mm -hmm. for whatever I think because I had spent all that time doing self-development, I thought, you know, how could I be in, you know, I know all this stuff now. How could I all of a sudden be in a divorce? Why, how come I can't fix this somehow? And um, so it just sort of leveled me. And I, you know, looked at the self-development, all the money and time I had spent doing all that and realized I was in this really dark place and I didn't have any actual real strategies that I could use to make myself feel better. And uh, so I reached for this book that somebody had recommended um, called A Course in Miracles. Um, I don't know if you know this book, but um, it's, it has 365 passages. It's meant to be a year long journey and a passage a day. And so I was about a month in and I was like, this is interesting, but it's really not moving the needle at all. Um, and then month two, for whatever reason, all of a sudden I started to see something in the book. It was these words just kept sort of popping up off the page every single day. It was the path is joy. The answer is joy. I just kept seeing that word joy, joy, joy. And I was finally, after a couple of weeks of that, I was just like, I get it. The answer now is joy. <laughs> I'm on board with that. Um, right. How do I actually get there though? Like, what is, what do I need to do to experience that? Because honestly, prior to that, I had never experienced joy. And if you'd asked me if I was happy, I would say occasionally, but I couldn't really point out 
what that meant exactly and or what that experience was like. And so I, um, and then a series of things happened. I received an email about a seminar um, from somebody I just bought because I thought, you know, I know he'll deliver something positive. I went, it was a day long seminar on um, a visualization process that um, he taught. And I went home so super pumped about it and I started using it and um, everything in my life just lined up. Um, When I got back from the seminar, I'd called my broker and I was like, look, I just want to let you know my business that had been for sale for nine months and had zero bites (laughs) right? is going to sell by the end of the month and there's going to be a bidding war. And he was like, "Um, okay. (laughs) And Uh uh, a week later that happened and I Uh met the love Uh of my life in some very strange circumstances. And then... um, I went back and I trained with that gentleman that I learned the visualization from to teach his uh, regular seminar um, called Infinite Possibilities, The Art of Changing Your Life. And I came home and I put on my first seminar and it was like this culmination of all the things that I had ever experienced, learned, read, just came together within five minutes. I ditched my notes and I was like, oh, this is what I'm supposed to do. I'm supposed to teach people how to find their joy, cultivate it daily. So that's the predominant experience that they're having. And that's what I've been doing for the last almost four years. <laughs> oh, I love that. So that really helped you focus on what your purpose is instead of what seemed like a nice thing to do, what, you know, what was successful before. Now you have that sense of like, no, this is it. This is the thing. That is terrific. Yeah, yeah 100%. And, Go ahead. And how has that changed like your day-to-day life then as you work with clients? You know, it's so interesting because, um, you know, we talk about this word joy and, um, you know, there's a difference between happiness and joy. Happiness is fleeting. It's based on external things. It's like, I got a new car, wonderful yay, hooray, I'm excited, but eventually it's just a car, right? It just gets you from A to B, you know, after a week, a month or whatever. And um, joy is, it's so much richer than that. It's, it's the inside journey to, you know, exuberance and all those lovely things too, but it's also, it has this quality of stillness and, I was thinking, you know, it's sort of ineffable. It's difficult to describe what it feels like to spend much of your time being present with people and um, nature and just in my life doing just regular things. But the nuances are just so much richer. It's just, it's crazy. And so I was thinking about that on my walk this morning. It's, if I could just even for a moment get people to understand that it is possible to be completely at peace no matter what's going on in your life and, and have this experience of stillness all day, every day, even though it may not look like out here that everything is working out exactly how you wanted to, it almost doesn't matter. None of, I mean, it really doesn't. And it's hard for, I think, if if you were to, if somebody was saying that to me five plus years ago, I would have gone, that sounds interesting, but I'm not sure I believe it's possible, but I'm here to say it is possible to be in that experience. 
That's wonderful. Okay. So no matter what a person's financial situation is, what's happening in the world, even health-wise, what you're saying is there is a real possibility. It's accessible to everyone, an equal opportunity. Yeah, uh, yeah something and it's accessible now. Yeah, yeah, good, good. Most, I think most people think, and I certainly did, um, that you know, I was waiting for until I, you know, got to the whatever that place is for you, that that level of success, that amount of money or things or, uh, you know, the certificate or whatever, the trophy, whatever the thing is that you're striving for. Wonderful, lovely to have, you know, goals. Sure. And recognize that when you achieve those things, it's fleeting. And so if you want to create something that is more meaningful and has a richer feel to it, that's, that's the internal journey versus this external journey that, you know, our society would have us think is the thing. Right. To, you know, happiness. I like that. I like that a lot because like you said, it's very easy to think if only this if only I had that new car, if only I made X amount of dollars a year, if only the weather was different, if only, <laughs> you know, family dynamics magically improved, then I could be happy and, you know, joyful. And what you're saying is, no, it's not those external things. There's more to it than that. And it's really accessible today. Yeah. When you discover what I believe is why we're here, which is to grow as people, and to learn and grow from these challenges that we have and look at them less as challenge and more as gift, gift to path to growing, right? Right. Then it becomes a very different game, right? It becomes a game. It's like, oh, wonderful. Another opportunity to learn patience, right? <laughs> Another <laughs> opportunity to learn, right? And I'm sort of joking here, but it is the truth because when you can change the perspective, just the perspective, that's enough. Right. It's enough to, you know, I've been sort of in my mind thinking a lot lately about this idea of real and what we decide is real. Mm -hmm. When we decide our reality and go ahead and live that versus this real thing that's out here that seems kind of, you know, very fleeting and, you know, uh, stressful and roller coasterish and, you know, all those things. Um, when we just decide inside that everything's okay in this moment, which it is, there's nothing happening in this moment. And when we have those experiences that things aren't okay, it's because we are taking from the past and projecting into the future. And when we do that, then we have stress, anxiety, depression, worry, overwhelm, because those are thinking we know what outcomes are going to be based on the past. But when we're in this moment, tell me what's happening in this moment that is not okay. Mm -hmm. You can't because there is, everything is okay in this moment. And so when we can be in each moment, knowing this is the only moment that we're guaranteed and connect moment to moment to moment, that's where the stillness happens. And that's where we connect with the deeper part of ourselves and, and what we're here to be experiencing, which is joy. We're supposed to be enjoying this life, like often, all day, every day, in fact. And I know that, you know, bad things definitely happen in life and that's okay. It's not like something, but like you said, it's not necessarily 
the very thing that happens. It's rather the per- perspective that we're putting on it. And so if we think that it's happening to us, then it, we do feel like victims. And not that there aren't real victims in the world. There are sometimes. But if we think about what's happening with us in that moment, the growth, the transformation, and all of the lovely side effects that can occur when we're dealing with challenges. That is also a very, very beautiful thing. And I, I love that. Even small things like oh, just recently, I, w- I was complaining to you about moving households across the country. Uh, you know, for the first time in my life, I get to, to move by choice to a place that I want to live in. But when I look at all of the work between now and when I get there, I start feeling very quickly, very sour and grumpy. I'm alone. I'm not with someone. No one can help me. People are busy. How am I going to do this? And the other day I thought, no, 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 I get to do this. I get to spend time in a house that I have really, for the most part, loved living in and prepare it for the next family slowly Mm. by slowly. And getting to, as opposed to having to, is an amazing difference in itself. And it's really just how we tune in to our feelings and how we proceed slowly through and and look to appreciate this very moment, look to appreciate it instead of, and I'm very guilty of this, getting through it, getting through it. Mm-hmm. So I like, I like what you're talking about with the joy and it's accessible even now, even in a hard time in our world, you know, it's still accessible to us individually. Yeah. I mean, I would invite your audience and even yourself to recognize that when you're feeling overwhelmed or stressed or those sorts of things, those are taking place in our mind. And when we want to be present in this moment, we need to be in our body. And so when we have those moments like, oh my gosh, I'm so overwhelmed right now. That's the time where you take a minute and you maybe close your eyes, you take a deep breath and you feel into your body. Like you say, oh, okay, am I breathing right now? Because that'll get you present moment immediately. Because we take that for granted, the fact that our body, our autonomic nervous system will breathe on its own. We don't have to tell it to breathe every however many seconds. It just does it on its own. But when we tap into this, you know, very natural thing to breathe, then the focus becomes on the body and then we can relax. Mm-hmm. And so it doesn't mean there aren't going to be stressors. There are going to be stressors, but it's how are you navigating that experience? And, you know, there are a lot of people out there that will tell you how to manifest certain things in your life. Um, you know, and I do believe in some of those things. For me, what I'm after is helping people change their experience mm-hmm. versus the things in their life. You know, like if I can change or if I can help you change your experience in this life and change it to one that feels good most often, that's a quality. That's a well-lived life. Right. And what's so fascinating, I remember in my career in juvenile probation, toward the end, we were getting more and more training on the brain and re- and the fact that our amazing brains are able to be rewired no matter what's happened to us in the past, no matter how difficult things have been, as long as we're alive, if we're re- willing to do the work, our brains can be rewired so that we can experience that joy and we can be aware when we're bringing those past experiences that weren't good and then forecasting them into the future. 
And so I love what you're doing and, and what we're talking about because I believe it. I believe it very much. We It takes work. It's like swimming upstream, but it's so worth doing. Yeah, it, it is a process. And, uh, you know, just like you couldn't go to the gym and lift one weight and be buff, you, you, right. you got to work at it. And it doesn't have to be horrible. <laughs> um, it doesn't have to be, you know, super painful all the time. Um, it will be painful sometimes. And, you know, and again, like you said, the brain, it likes to do things by habit, you know, and the subconscious mind is really all about survival. So when you introduce new ideas, it starts to get a little wonky on you and think that, you know, like I'm not a hundred percent on board with this deal. You just got to press past that and recognize that through the process of pressing past and pressing past and choosing and choosing and choosing, it gets easier and easier and easier. And on the other side of that, that becomes your new norm. And that's true freedom is where you get to intentionally live your life versus, as you were saying before, you know, a lot of us or certainly me in the past would say, you know, well, that person or that situation made me feel this way the conversation becomes more responsible. It's like, oh, this happened and I feel this way. That's mine to own. And if I own that, then I can do something. I'm empowered to do something about it. If I allow these things to run, you know, whether I'm having a good or a bad day uh, or good or bad life for that matter, then I don't have any power. All the power is given up to everybody else and everything else. And so it really is a stance of, you know, yes, responsible, but really like an empowering, like, oh, you mean I get to control these things? Because this is all we can control is us right, and our right. experiences. Everything else is up for grabs right. and ever changing as we know, but we try to act like we don't know these things, <laughs> that life is constantly changing and that, you know, there are challenges that are going to keep coming up. They will coronavirus happened. It's still happening. Something else is going to take its place at some point. There Correct. will be another thing. And so when we can reconcile inside of ourselves that, oh, okay, I'm okay inside of me in this moment, then I can go forth that way versus, you know, having to be on guard for what's the next thing that's going to challenge all this, you know? I love it. That makes total sense to me. Absolutely. So where can people learn more about your practice and get into contact with you and for themselves, maybe access more joy than they ever knew possible? <laughs> um, nice. Um, I think the best place to get me is on Instagram. My okay. handle is uh, Aaron, E-R-I-N-M-A-C-L-L-C. Um, I post a video at least a week with strategies, things to nice. think about. Um, and I often post, um, you know, in my stories, you know, inspirational memes and things to think about as well. And my um, website is also on that profile. Oh, fantastic. Okay. Terrific. I have loved this conversation. I think it's perfectly timely and it always will be. This is an evergreen conversation <laughs> because for all of us, we will have to come back again and again to the fact that circumstances if we allow them to define us, we're really in trouble. <laughs> so, <Yeah. laughs> so there's, there is a better way. And so thanks so much for being here today, Erin. I loved it. Oh my gosh. Thank you for having me.
you so much for listening today. If you've enjoyed the show, please follow. And if you've really, really enjoyed it, tell a friend and go ahead and give us a review. I'll see you next week. Proud member of the Podnougan Network.